98.7 FM and 1400 AM. It's that time of the week, folks. Rex Ponder of University Ace joins the show. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I am doing fine. I tell you what, got so many things going on this morning. I don't know which end is up, but... I'm here and able to go, and uh, it's good to see you gentlemen uh, today. It's uh, overcast out there, but you know it's good and comfortable. Yeah, you know, and you go out there and it's not uh, really hot, and uh, it doesn't feel as as humid, even though I know the humidity is up, but feels good out there. Yeah, uh, I said sunny during the weather because the light is much brighter than it was ten minutes ago, but right. you can't actually see the sun; it's behind all the yeah. clouds. So it's so I lied in the weather, but that was a <laughs> that was not on purpose, folks. Well, l- listen, it's uh, the sun always shines over here in your in your heart. And that's what you're talking about. Thank you, Rex. The sun's always shining. Thank you, You're always bright and cheerful over here at 98.7, and uh, it's just always a a good feeling over here at uh, 98.7. And that that wraps up our show today, and we appreciate everybody (laughs) listening. And uh, if you believe that, uh, no. (laughs) So what is going on in the um, with AC? Ace Hardware, I cannot talk today. I swear to goodness. It's a, well, it, I will it's a problem you, for somebody I'm, to have on the radio. I'm What's running, going on at, at University Ace today, At Rex? University Ace, it's all about horticulture. Right. Or a big part of it is about horticulture. I better not say mm-hmm. it's all about horticulture. But, uh, Lindsay, I have five trucks coming in uh, today, tomorrow, and Saturday. What are on those trucks? Big ones. I've got, they are unloading as we speak, uh, my truck that has just many, many, many good, pretty tropical plants on it. I've got ferns of all kinds. I've got uh, kangaroo ferns. I've got macho ferns. I've got Kimberly Queen ferns. I've got Boston ferns. I've got, uh, I've got foxtail ferns. I've got uh, asparagus ferns. I've got mandevilla, bougainvillea, diplindemias. Uh, I've got blue days. I've got uh, perennials of uh, of many types. I can't begin to name all the things that's on this truck. It's going to be pretty. This truck in and of itself will just about fill my garden center up. But then I've got another load of bedding plants coming in there that uh, it may get there before we get through unloading that truck that uh, uh, consists primarily of annuals, but we'll have a few perennials on there, but we've got a lot of lot more uh, pretty annuals coming in. For those of you that waited till after Easter, for those of you that uh, said, I'm going to wait till I'm sure the cool weather's gone, uh, we've got uh, a lot of stuff in now, but we've got a lot more coming in on that truck than tomorrow. I've got geraniums uh, on one truck. Uh, I've got sun patients. I've got uh, million bales in big pots, to, in larger pots. For those of you that want to just take them and set them out on your porch mm-hmm. and not have to pot them up, I've got all kind of pretty things. I've got hanging baskets of all kinds that will be in full color. Uh, coming in on that truck, and then on another truck I've got, for those of you that need a few shrubs around your house, I'm adding a bunch of woody ornamentals uh, coming in, uh, gardenias, uh, some hollies. Uh, uh, I've got some perennials coming in on that uh, particular truck, uh, too, that were grown outside. Uh, 
And then on Saturday, I've got another truck with some more flowering things coming in on it, and included in that will be some flocks. For those of you that have been looking for flocks, and I'll have some uh, centronella on that truck. Uh, for those of you that are seeing a little mosquito flying around. I thought those were candles. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know where I'm going to put it all. <laughs> I really don't know. I need for y'all to turn out and uh, come and let us... Let us put it in your yard, and that's the whole purpose of getting it in there. If you want a fern, if you want some sort of flowering plant, come see Rex Ponder at University Ace. I was that's about to say, it sounds like you have every single fern known to man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite fern, Rex? What's your uh, favorite fern? Well, Real quick, go. I like uh, Kimberly Queen because it'll, it'll stand more light. Uh, you can use it in more of a variety of places. I love the uh, also the kangaroo fern. A lot of people are not familiar with that. Right. It's one of the footed ferns. It's, it's Australian, right? Uh, that uh, that sounds like it ought to be Australian. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, is a footed fern. You know that covers the uh, basket there uh, with the little feet. And uh, uh, but we're we're just going to have all kinds of uh, pretty stuff. Not everything, but a lot of pretty stuff in there. And uh, Ben and I were talking over on the previous kind of introduction to this show. We talked a little bit. Of course, Ben's hot and heavy on the Masters and Mm -hmm. watching the Masters. And I told Ben, I said, as you sit on your couch while I'm working like a dog this afternoon, as you sit on your couch and watch the, uh, the Masters this afternoon, pay special attention to the surroundings down there because... It is a horticultural masterpiece down there at Augusta National. Mm -hmm. The things they do to make it like that are unbelievable. They do some phenomenal things. If you'll notice, every year when we have the Masters uh, at the appropriate time, this time of year, the azaleas at the peak, they're Mm -hmm. blooming and all, and you say, well, boy, how do they hit it every year with that? Well, they don't. it's not just by mistake. They have uh, some phenomenal things uh, like underground water system, underground Mm -hmm. system that runs under these azaleas. If they need to hold them back some, they run cold water in that system to keep the blooms from coming out early. And then so many days before the masters, they start running warm water through that system to invigorate them to go ahead and get those buds swelling and get them to come out. And uh, it's a very scientifically designed landscape down there. And if you'll notice, the hedges uh, they have around there are perfectly manicured. Well, they run strings across there, and they're perfectly clipped. And uh, they do some unbelievable. I couldn't begin to name all the things that they do that are... uh, scientific uh, achievements down there to make that thing pretty. And uh, While you're watching the Masters, look to see if you ever see a pine cone on the ground. You never right. will. You will never see a pine cone on the ground at Augusta no, National. It is just... If you do, you will know that there was a person who was fired. <laughs> uh, if, you see, if you see a pine cone on the ground, someone lost their job. That someone lost their job. You're exactly right because they don't have pine cones on the ground down there. They've got a crew that that's all they do. Pick up pine they cones. Pick up pine cones and make sure that there's no pine cones, no sticks, no nothing 
sticking up down there, uh, you know, on the ground. And the interesting thing is, Lindsay, and of course I know people like y'all who are important, and I talk to Ben, uh, that's that's something you've probably been down there many times and watched practice rounds, may have I even have, swung a few with I them. have I have Golfers. never gotten to go to the National, and it's a little bit of a sore spot, right? But, uh, I have never gotten to go. It's uh, an interesting thing. I had a lady in who... Uh, of course, I already knew this from Augusta last week mm-hmm. uh, that was talking. I said, oh, you're from Augusta, Georgia, down there with the, uh, you know, Masters. And she has been in one time, but there are people living within a mile of that place and all around down there that have never had the opportunity to go inside those grounds. You have to either be somebody or have a special pass to get in there or work there. And uh, it's it's kind of a compound within a city that people don't have access to. You can't run down there and say, I just want to ride through by, you know, our country clubs around here. You can ride in there and ride around, look at the grounds a little bit. But uh, down there, you go through a gate, and uh, as you do with many of those uh, special golf clubs, but this is very, very closed in, and you can't get in there unless you are somebody on that. But uh, as I say, talk to Ben. He can probably get you in, Lindsay. No, I'm, I'm, he said he had to win the lottery. A war, you know, he he is radio legend Ben Taylor of Wings 94.3. That's right. That's exactly right. But anyway. Uh, uh, Lindsay and Lance joined by Rex Ponder back in a minute. Welcome back to Auburn Open Like It This Morning. Lindsey Crosby, Lance Daw, joined by, as always, every Thursday, Rex Ponder of University Ace. And the man is busy, folks. We've got a lot of product coming in that we need you to come get and put in your lawn. And speaking of putting plants in, we actually have a question that our previous guest, Elizabeth Kaufman, left for you when she, when she had to get out of here to head to the office. Yeah, so she actually apparently uh, just a couple of days ago, um, she got a succulent. And I have the name here, and I hope I don't butcher the the pronunciation okay, of it. Okay, she. Uh, it's a Euphorbia uh, Leocondendron. I don't know how to pronounce it, but the, it's Euphorbia. It, so anyway, she was asking us, man, I had it down packed earlier before we went on. I don't know what, I'm just falling apart here. Anyway, she wanted to know how exactly to take care of it. You can laugh, Lindsay, you can laugh. Uh, how exactly to take care of it, because I understand it's like, depending on whether or not it's dormant, you know, there are different ways to like, temperature-wise, where to put it and like how much water to give it. So she just wanted to know how exactly she should be taking care of it right now. Well, temperature-wise is important, but I, I tell you, we have found, or I have found over the years with succulents, and I really do like there are a lot of succulents have become very popular over the last few years because if you know a few of the keys in growing succulents, they're very easy to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, But one of the key things I've found that people a lot of times don't don't, follow the the key points in care that they don't follow and they lose their succulents is they overwater not underwater but overwater that's what happened the to succulents me. and uh you do not want to keep those roots too wet and you do want to i would tell her very quickly you do want to let that thing kind of dry out in between waterings now 
I'm not talking about let it dry out to the point that the poor little succulent's sitting there going, water me, you know, but I, I want you to uh, let that thing dry out. Do not uh, get on a schedule. A lot of people, and uh, in, in some cases, this is a very good idea. When you've got uh, house plants, uh, you, if you've got fern and you've got plants out on your porch, it's a good idea to kind of set yourself a watering schedule because you know after a certain period of time, either a day on some things, two days, there are some things that don't require water, but every three or four days, some that don't require it a week, and you're getting into that succulent uh, type thing as you look toward, because uh, some of them, depending on where you place it, don't require watering, but uh, once a week. And uh, but the get yourself on a schedule. But on on a succulent, the best way to do a succulent is just periodically, every couple of days or so, go by and stick your finger in that top layer of soil. Some people like to get fancy and get a water meter. You know, a meter that you can stick into the plant that uh, tells you how much moisture is in that uh, soil right then. And uh, that can be a good help, too. But I'm the old finger guy. I stick the finger in the top layer of soil, and uh, that's my water meter. It's very, right. That's a very valuable thing. So, it, so if, it's, if it's dry, water it. But if, there's, like if it's damp, don't if water it's it? If it's good and damp, hold off another okay. day or so. Now, as it begins to dry out, and you say, you oh, know, that's kind of getting dry, it's time to water it. And... Uh, but uh, the best way to do is that. It, it will come your surviving if you let it dry out than it will if you keep it too wet. And so be very aware of that. Now, light conditions on that, different succulents require, and I'm not sure on that euphorbia, but I think it uh, needs partial light. You do not need to put that in the shade. Most of your succulents need some light. Uh, in there, so you need to look at a, a, an eastern window or somewhere where they can get some good light, uh, whether it be some good solid direct light for maybe uh, four hours, four or five hours a day, or indirect light. But you need some light and don't overwater. And speaking of light, let's take a quick look at your weather. This weather brought to you by Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air. Call Dixie and it's done. Today, cloudy, gradually becoming sunny, high near 74. Showers and thunderstorms likely. Thursday night, 30% chance of rain, low around 61. Friday, showers and thunderstorms likely after 1 p.m., high near 76. Friday night, showers and thunderstorms likely, low around 61. And Saturday, high near 72, 95% chance of rain, definitely going to be wet. Making 6 a.m. great again. This is Auburn Opelika This Morning. Final segment of Auburn Opelika This Morning for the week. Lindsey Crosby, Lance Dodd, joined by Rex Ponder of University Ace. And, um, you know, we talked about the weather report that I just did over the break, but the weather we had last week gave you a little bit of issues as far as uh, trying to figure out are plants alive or not. That's After right. the cold weather, right, Rex? That's exactly right. I know a lot of you out there uh, who had already planted uh, some of your vegetable gardens and uh, those have planted your flower gardens, of course, 
we all get excited when we have that early warm weather, but there's always threat of a little cold snap before Easter. And, of course, here it came. And uh, it wasn't uh, severe, but it was hard enough to to do some damage because you've got to understand that uh, these vegetable plants and these uh, bedding plants are annuals and some of the perennials, they've come out of a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. They have been in just a warm, comfy situation, and uh, uh, when you all of a sudden drop down to 33, 34 degrees and have a little wind, now let, let me tell you, the wind, even though it wasn't a heavy wind or, or a big wind, it uh, it really adds to the potential of burning on things like that. And so I've had many people in this week uh, trying to define that fine line between do I take my stuff out and uh, start again on the things that I got damaged or do I – uh, can I clip some of these little burn leaves back and uh, hope that these things are going to come back out? And there's no – each situation is different. I don't have a uh, definite answer in every case on this. Right. Uh, you've got to be judged. Uh, a lot of you, I'm thankful to say, uh, provided enough protection that you got by with very minimal damage, just a little bit of burn or discoloration on the uh, foliage, maybe a little bit of wilting. And I told a bunch of you that uh, had things that were kind of wilted down that tried to protect and said, oh, but they got hurt, they, they're wilted down and looking bad. I told you, I said, give it. Uh, two or three days here with warmer weather and uh, make sure they're adequately watered Mm -hmm. and uh, let's see if some of these don't perk back up and I had uh, a lot of you, thank goodness, that said they did. Uh, A lot of the things perk back up and are are looking good and then uh, some of you didn't have that that good a success uh, on that kind of thing and where you've got a fair amount of damage and the wilt is consistent and the a lot of the a lot if not most of the leaves are damaged sadly enough the plant even if they do survive in the bedding plants and vegetables are going to be could be very well stunted and you not get the production out of these things that you would like and so sadly enough you may have to replant so if I'm trying to find out if my plant uh, survived and is still going to thrive, the best way to do that, obviously, come in and see you, but probably bring you some, some photos as well That's as be able, uh, be able to tell you. some photos. That's exactly right. Yeah. And we've been, you know, a week now. Yeah. Uh, and if the plants are still looking terrible as far as if they're still looking droopy-fied, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the foliage, and uh, I'm talking about a lot, some of you get a little bit of the burn up on the tip, and some things can be cut back. Right. I won't get into all varieties of things and types of things, but can be clipped a little bit. And, uh, of course, uh, if you haven't already done so, put some good uh, fertilizer on there, slow release, uh, what, whatever that particular item is, uh, the fertilizer requirements are on that to get them to come back out. But if they're still looking bad after a week, I mean, still droopy-fied and the plant just looks like I'm struggling, odds are you're not going to, it's going to continue to struggle even if it survives and you're going to have to replace. But I will do my best. I don't have all the answers by any right. means, but 
if those of you are still concerned and put a lot of time and effort in that thing and would like to know, bring me some pictures of your uh, vegetables and your uh, uh, flowers, uh, your annuals, perennials, and I'll be glad to take a look at them and, uh, you know, see what we've got. The perennials are usually a little bit more tolerant to the colder weather and have a little better chance of coming out of this than the a lot of the annuals do and so but i'll be glad to help you along that line and so we uh for those uh that that just had the terrible time you might just back your ears come on over and see me and we'll get you back into some plants hopefully we're through with the cold weather yeah uh even though we're still sitting here we're not even to mid-april yet uh but they're not giving us any on the long-range forecast, uh, not talking about any more cool weather. So hopefully we're through with that, and let's get start getting prepared to get our spring stuff out there. You definitely think we should be done with it. So, Rex, thank you for your time. Appreciate it thank as always. You. It's always good to see you, gentlemen. Thank you. So quick programming note just to remind everybody, uh, tomorrow's episode of Auburn Up Like It This Morning, a lot of new content. You may have heard one or two things before, but a lot of that's going to be pre-recorded. Um, so please still tune in, still check that out. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm Lindsey Crosby, Lance Dahl with me. How do you think it went today, Josh? I think it went really well. It was a lot of fun today. I think the best segment was probably um, your basketball breakdowns. I appreciate that. I think the best segment was definitely Rex Ponder, for sure. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Rex is still in the room, and he's like, I can hear you. Stop telling me that. Yeah. All right. That wraps up another episode of Auburn Up Like It This Morning. Join us tomorrow at 6 a.m. In the meantime, I'm Lindsey Crosby, and you can take that to the bank.